Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I am here with Shana Meyer and we have a question for you. Have you ever had a period of your life that you just didn't enjoy yourself. Maybe you were burnt out. Maybe you were working too much. Maybe you felt sluggish. Maybe you felt disconnected from your body. You didn't feel like there was a connection in mind, body, soul. You just felt yuck. Um, And that's what Shana helps people not feel like. (laughs) She helps people get into that euphoric state on the daily. How are you, Shana? I am so good. I'm so good. I'm in beautiful BC and it's sunny today. So we're calling that a win. Nice. Nice. We'll tell people, I know you have, um, we'll tell people a little bit about the enjoyment method. Okay. Yeah. The enjoyment method really is um, the culmination of a 15 year journey that I embarked on and um, to, to truly find my own enjoyment. 15 years ago, I just found myself in a spot where, you know, from the outside looking in, it seemed that I should be really, truly, deeply happy. And yet I was miserable and I was almost embarrassed to to admit that. And so I just kept going on, kept going on, trying to figure out, put together the pieces of this puzzle to achieve the happiness. And what was it that was going to get me there to like true lasting daily, predictable, euphoric enjoyment. I'm not, I'm not an underachiever. So I, I didn't want to be like kind of happy. I wanted to be like really happy every day, full of contentment, full of resolve, um, you know, just, and not like fake happy, like just deeply, genuinely happy. The enjoyment method is the culmination of that. And what it is is six pillars of um, six different slices of the pie, so to speak, that we focus on in order to walk people down a path to where they too can find that euphoric enjoyment. And, um, Hopefully the goal is that it doesn't take them 15 years like it took me. Well, I have to ask, why do you think people aren't happy or why in your own life were you not happy? Well, um, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. I don't, I, I don't think that we can put a stamp on that for, for everybody, of course. But what I've discovered in my own journey um, is that there are so many of us with trauma and micro traumas that we just we didn't even we don't even know we just don't even know that that is a thing and that we've actually been so damaged and so hurt and what I what I like to equate it to is we're all just like running around life and every time somebody hurts us even no matter how small or how big we put on a piece of armor and the next thing you know we're running around like these like you know, medieval soldiers with like armor all around us. And it's like, we can hardly breathe. We can hardly move. We feel completely suffocated. And yet we don't really know why. And, you know, for me, what I discovered was that it was a lifetime of uh, mental and emotional abuse. My mom was a covert narcissist. And this is something that I only recognized after searching so deeply for my own happiness 
And um, what I realized is the, is the games that were played and the manipulation and the mental and uh, mental control that was, that was executed on me for so many years um, had me in a spot where I just, I almost didn't believe in myself, but yet I had done so much, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't ever quite put the finger on it, you know, um, as well. My dad is a, he's an incredible man. Both my parents are incredible people, but the way that I was raised was just also so religiously fanatic. I was a product of Mormon royalty. Uh, I grew up in, um, Southern Idaho, was born in Utah, my um my uh, my dad he is a uh, his his name is young his last name is young and so we're a product of of Brigham, the descendants of Brigham Young so I think he's my great 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 uncle um and so there's a lot of like religious political even medical fanaticism that base uh, put together between the fanaticism and the narcissism, it created a perfectionistic monster in me. And um, it wasn't until I could put all of those pieces together that I realized like, holy cow, I have been running around with a medieval armor suit on me for my entire life. And once I, well, I that, it was, it's a lot. Life, life is really amazing when you get to shed that. I love that example too, because obviously the podcast is called toxic person proof. And a lot of times people think, okay, if I'm becoming toxic person proof, I am full of that armor that that was a great. And it's like, no, no, no. The person in the armor doesn't have choices. Being toxic person proof is the choice to be free, the choice to be safe, the choice to pull away if someone isn't safe or the choice to move forward if they are safe. It's all about choices, not about armor. Absolutely. It's true. It's so very true because the the healed person, the happy person, the content person, the person that is living with true euphoric enjoyment has no armor. They stand tall in their boots. The the cowgirl in me likes to explain it like that. You're standing tall in your own boots, girl, with like so much resolve, so much contentment. You are standing behind your decisions. You're standing behind your convictions and you don't, you're not asking anybody for permission. You're not hiding. You're not fighting. You're not nothing. You are standing very tall in your own boots. Mm, I love that. And mm. it's so much easier as females to like, well, I don't need to stand tall in my own boots, but I'm going to teach my kids to be tall in their boots or my niece or my students or my employees. Like, oh, you should stand tall in your boots, girl. But Oh, not so much me. <laughs> not me, but that's not that's not for me. And we as women do that so often. In fact, that's what I saw my mom do. Honestly, it's so heartbreaking. I have so much um, sadness for her. You know, she she gave up her, and she would always tell us the narcissist and her would always tell us, "Oh, I gave up my whole life so you could go." You know, I left home at fourteen to go be a professional dancer in Las Vegas. I got to do so many incredible things at a real estate, a huge real estate business when I was in Las Vegas, and you know, it was like all these incredible achievements that I got to have. And she was constantly reminding me that she gave gave up her life for mine, and that was very true. That was very true on so many levels. And it really breaks my heart. Of course, she didn't have to do that. But I feel like us as women are really kind of conditioned 
to do that. And that is hard. There's so much resentment there and so much sadness there. And, and that is one of my messages for sure is that this euphoric enjoyment is our birthright. It is for every one of us. And if you can ever remember a time in your life, I had to go way back. I had to go back to about age six. But if, if you can remember a time in your life when you were so just genuinely, deeply full of joy, then it is there for you and we can get it back for you. It's just a matter of take one piece at a time, taking off that armor and finding it again. So you talk a lot about mind, body, spirit work, right? So when yeah. do you think that we store that uh, armor in our bodies from stress? Yeah, in a way, obviously it's um, metaphorical, and uh, uh, but I, I truly do. At the end of the day, we cannot separate our mind from our body, from our soul. It's all interconnected. And what I find is when we get clear in our bodies, we're able to get clear in our minds and it is just a trickle down effect or maybe even a trickle up effect to being able to tune deeper into your intuition, to be able to tune deeper into what does Shana want? What does Sarah want? What do I really want? I don't need to ask my mom. I don't need to ask my girlfriend or my husband. What do I want so I can stand tall in my own boots? So what I have learned through um, so many years, my grandmother was a true pioneer in the world of natural healing and natural health. And so from, from birth almost, I was taught about traditional Chinese medicine. And what I know is that the energy of anger is stored in the liver. The energy of grief and sadness is stored in the lungs and so on. And these are some of the things that we work with in the enjoyment method. I'm just so aware of how effective it is when you work with the internal organs to work with the trauma, to work on the journey of finding true and deep happiness and joy. Well, one of the other things you talk about is a marriage of the masculine and feminine energy in finding that joy. Do you want to explain that a bit to people? Yeah, sure. That's probably, you know, if um, a lot of people are working with trauma nowadays, which is so lovely to see. Um, my, my spin on it for sure is to marry the body with that. So that kind of sets us apart. But the second thing that sets us apart would be that it's, um, no matter what gender we are, we are all made up of masculine and feminine. And so it's, it's a matter, some people might even refer to that as um, the fire and the water or the discipline and the grace. And so when masculine energy is going to be much more like, get it done, drive, 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 goal oriented, check that box, like drive, like don't sleep, get up, go, go, go. The feminine is going to be more like nurturing and flowing. If you can think of more water and just like letting things flow and being creative and that type of thing, the grace, the grace within it. So what I like to teach people to do within the enjoyment method and, and within these six pillars that we talk about is to learn how to be mindful in their body and to understand within each six pillar when to get into that masculine and really drive and get those goals set and get pushing forward and getting stuff done or when it's time to just drop into that respite and the retreat and the 
true self-care and the intuition of what you need and the grace. It's really the, uh, the when to know when to be disciplined and when to be graceful. So I have a, a real true problem with burnout, with um, overperformance culture, which leads to complete burnout. I, um, you know, there's maybe there's a lot of people that need to hear that. Maybe some people that haven't been totally disciplined in their life or whatever. But ultimately, if you get really far into that, you're going to burn out. And so what we're looking for in the enjoyment method is a flow between that fire and water or the discipline and the grace in order to like work on getting things done, especially with this work, especially with excavating trauma and grief and all of that. It is so heavy and it's so hard. And um, I do a lot of breath work that, that goes along with that. And it is really like, you know, it really brings up so many difficult things so that but the purpose is to heal so sometimes like we just got to be careful about going too far too fast and then being able to drop back into that grace let yourself have some reprieve and then get ready to go again so I told you uh, in my own life this year if you split up my 2021 I mean really I started the podcast during COVID. I'm obviously an extrovert and I missed these refreshing, interesting conversations in my real life. I was able to create them pretty well in my quote unquote real life. And then the world shut down and I couldn't talk to new people anymore, And which birthed this podcast. Um, but really from that, there was about a year, well over a year period that I was so strong in my masculine energy. You know, I put out my book. I increase my business like fourfold. I don't even know, like higher DP. I mean, it was just like, oh, you know, all this stuff. Um, and then I told you too, I was in a season right now where it's like every sign from the universe is like, rest up buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Even I'm trying, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to this, I'm going to that, I'm going to this. And it's just like something happens where it is just a very clear sign of yes. Not right now. It's okay. Not right now. It's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I went through that exact same thing too. So I, I, like I said, I grew up in Southern Idaho and then at 14, I left to go to performing arts high school in Las Vegas. And basically from that time on, and maybe even from earlier, it was just like drive, 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 goal. Like I did not sleep. I don't even think I walked on the ground. It was just levitating everywhere I went just as fast as you can go launching real estate business. I was ultimately one of America's top real estate agents. It was like insane, obviously living in Las Vegas during the height of the market and all that stuff was super exciting and fun. And it led me to those, those heights of success. And, um, and then even in the crash, I was still doing well. And still, I launched an auction company to, um, to uh, get rid of all the extra homes and all the, all that stuff that was going on the bank tapes and whatever. And it just, was like nonstop. Then I met my husband at a personal growth seminar in San Francisco and we moved fast and furious within three months. I literally, just, I didn't even sell my business. I just shut it down and moved to Canada. I was so exhausted. And then from there, it seriously, for like seven years, I just 
stayed at home with my kids. Obviously my husband and I got married, had our kids. And, but yeah, I missed going that from that stark contrast of like this crazy overachiever, this crazy performer and everything I did to being like a stay at home mom in BC and going through all of those emotions where you just feel like useless and worthless and like what am I even doing it was just really crazy to go through those transitions but as you said like as I look back on it as I've discovered all these pieces of this puzzle it was so needed I couldn't keep going on in that masculine and that discipline that that fire energy I was just totally burned out and then now as I've got to be in my true feminine and being a mom and being in the the flow and the nurturing and all that for so long for the last seven years for the reprieve of of that that fire discipline side of me as I step back into all of this I'm so aware of of how important it is to keep that balance and that is what keeps us as a whole being you know one of the things I love to talk to women about is um, how many sides of you can you claim? Like how many sides of Sarah are there really? You know, I mean, that's what makes us interesting. So what has it been like staying home with kids and that kind of piece? Is it, was it kind of a shock to swing into that other version of energy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when my husband and I first moved, uh, met and I left Las Vegas, like landed in the desert and the sun and the heat and like all the like excitement and all that. And I moved here to Vancouver to, to BC. And I truly, for like one year, I was like, oh, it was like this huge deep breath that I got to take. And I felt like I was living in a spa and I felt like it was so gorgeous. And I just was like, knew this is where I needed to be. I just, it was so different, but there was such a calmness of, about it for me. And, um, after about one year, I had then had my son and wow, then I kind of got like hit over the head with the, like, probably a bit of postpartum depression, the, the sad, the, the weather, um, implemented depression as well. It just started to feel so heavy and the exhaustion. I didn't have a lot of help as far as, um, with my son and my, my parents lived in the States. My in-laws live in Palm Springs during the winter time when I had him, it was just one of those things like the loneliness, the depression, the, the darkness of all of it started to set in. And, um, and that took me on a really tough journey to find my worth amongst not performing. And that was really, really hard to do. Uh, after I'd been such a performer. And with that, with that whole situation, it, it brought up so many questions for me. I'm like, you know, I'm a great person. I love everybody. I've done so much in my life. Now I'm being a mom. It's so worthwhile. I know that I love my kids more than I could ever explain. You know, we, we as mothers uh, know what I'm talking about. Um, and yet I just couldn't wrap my brain around why I felt so worthless and useless in the, in, in that spot. And it is just simply at a time when the universe was telling me to reprieve, this is your respite, like calm down, slow down. You've spent your entire life 
in turmoil and what I would later find out in extreme emotional and mental abuse. And, um, and therefore that in that perfectionism and that over performance culture. And so I just deeply genuinely needed that, that calmness and that nurturing and that quiet aspect of my life. Um, but I was fighting it at that time. And I don't think I maximized it as much as I could have, or as much as I would, if I did that again now. I love that. Uh, so let's talk about why we need both, right? So what are yeah. some the benefits of masculine um, and versus the benefits of feminine? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know, um, the masculine is definitely that drive or what I call in the enjoyment method, the discipline. We have to have that. We have to get stuff done in our life. We have to, um, I don't necessarily love goals because uh, the, the goal word in itself is like you either achieve it or you don't. And it's like, what if we just have visions and we're going somewhere and we're driving towards that? And we're either getting closer to it or we're not. There's a lot more grace in that. But, you know, on the masculine side of things, we've got to be driving. We've got to be pushing our lives forward. If we're going to live the biggest, most beautiful, most colorful life, like totally on fire, And what we know is that we have one of them, like we know that for sure, is that right now, this is the life that we have. So let's go, let's drive. And that is the masculine. And it feels so good to accomplish things. It feels so good. You get, you know, there's a pride that comes from that. But you'll burn out if you stay in there for too long. You'll burn out, you'll start to hate it, you'll start to resent it, you'll start to feel like your only worth is because of that, of what you get done. Um, and and you, you can see this in a lot of professionals and specifically men. They think their only worth in all of life is to make money for themselves or family. Of course, you see this in women too. You see this in both, but that is that masculine side of things. We need to be getting things done. It's so important. The feminine, oh, it's so, I had, like I said earlier, I had a hard time dropping into that. I'm certainly way, it's way easier for me to drop into my masculine and that type A person. But when we can get into our feminine and I'm talking true self-care, I'm talking Drop the alcohol, drop the excess, um, you know, foods and the gross, the gross things that toxify our bodies and really like let yourself reprieve, let your body help itself, read your books, get creative, paint, write poetry, walk and sing or dance and like nurture people, nurture the elderly, nurture the babies. I don't care what you do. Just do something that's more in that flow and like what comes from your heart, what comes from your soul. And I say drop the alcohol in those times because it's really super important to be able to drop into our intuition and what we need and be very clear on listening to ourselves in order to in order to do this specific thing that each of us need. And that's what I want is everybody listening to them. We are so unique. We are so sovereign, all of us. And, you know, what is feel, what is feminine for me may not be feminine for you. You know, I love poetry. I love dance. That's what I do. I love to read. I love to drink tea. You know, I love those things, but that may not be the same for you. And so with the feminine, it's so fun to discover that, like, what is that? And get really clear on 
what that feels like for you. And together that creates that balance. And in order for us to create true, total euphoric enjoyment, we need that balance. You cannot be too far either way. I love it. Shana, tell people where they can find out more about you. Oh my goodness. This is so exciting. Um, I am currently, you can find me on Instagram at the Shana Meyer. I, I'm writing so many articles. There's, there's a lot of publications coming out. So a lot of education, a lot of entertainment on both sides of things. I'm getting ready to launch some, uh, some fun like cleanses on um, a close Facebook group. And ultimately my website will be up here in just a, just like a month or so called the enjoymentmethod.com and um, we're going to be launching so many fun things there and ultimately the enjoyment method container here very shortly as well so this podcast will be out by the time your website's up so everybody will have to go check out the enjoyment method thank you so much for helping us today on our journey to becoming toxic person proof you are so welcome thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure If you have been listening to the Toxic Person Proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good, because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the Wondrous Woman program, which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and go on to design lives they're excited about living. So go to my website, sarahkramsey.com. Check out the tab on programs to find out more and then sign up for a call to see if the Toxic Person Proof Program and the Wondrous Woman Program is right for you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.